there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Well, the sun's out in Glasgow today. We're here in the sunshine company of Peter Grant, Paul Cooney. Peter, good evening. Good evening, Paul. You're looking fantastic. You're a lovely time now. <laughs> Something wrong with the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks away, what happened when I left? We were hoping to go to the World Cup. It's not happening. It's been a rocky road for the last two weeks for Steve Clark in Scotland. A goal down last night, but finally 4-1 against Armenia. Second top of the table. Six points out yeah. of nines. Yeah, you'd have been hoping yeah. for more. And I know Stevie Wood, you can see the disappointment in him. But as you say, after the start last night, I think he'd have been delighted the way it ended. Never mind the way it started. Well, we'll hear from him during the programme. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Scotland winning 4-1 last night after that uh, horror display against Ireland at the weekend. Was the criticism unfair, do you think, at the weekend after the... Well, I've been part of it, as I said yep. before, Paul. We were in Kazakhstan, so we had a similar performance, really. Um, so it's really, really difficult. And as a national manager, you know what it's like. And the Scots are very passionate people about their football, mm. you know, and they want you to fight and scratch and bite. And as I say, some of the criticism, I understand wholeheartedly, but I would never throw it back to them that the players weren't trying. I've always said that. They always give 100%. On the day, they just weren't good enough. They looked well short. But as I say, they bounced back after the first 10 minutes of yesterday. They sure did. A Stuart Armstrong double and two goals in the second half. Shea Adams getting his first goal since February. John McGinn as well. Obviously, two orderings off. But uh, a decent win for Scotland. And I think the manager, well, it could be worse. You could be Gareth Southgate. They're calling for his head with England losing 4 to Hungary absolutely and you know what it's like national manager you know I'm always a bit concerned because I think you've got to pick teams to win games you know and there's a lot of changes going on what becomes important I know they talk about the Euros is slightly different now you go from mm. one band down to the next band and back up again whatever I know that's difficult but for the manager of England you're always expected to win but let's not be kidded Hungary, Hungary were very very good and moved the ball really really well and that's something that I believe international football you have to be able to do is handle the ball and I thought Hungary done that exceptionally well last night They certainly did we'll talk about Scotland mainly in the next hour yeah it's the one hour summer special big day for you yesterday it was the end of the football season that's the Scottish season finish it's taken such a long time it started in July of last year and it finishes in the middle of June which is also a big day for you 14th yeah, of June yes it yeah. was we were married for the 35 34 years 34 years so yeah we were married was that 1988 that was a big year uh, for you yeah, as well, well wasn't it? people talk about the double I always talk about the treble because I ended up getting Lorraine I'm not saying she would say the same thing <laughs> Peter Grant remembers 1988 of course that was a double winning year yeah. for you and for Celtic under the late great Billy McNeil yeah it was yeah. fantastic times like a special group of boys and it's a boys I keep in contact with on a regular basis it's a very close group of boys and you say that's probably why you people say why do you get into coaching and managing they're part of the reasons because that dressing room was something special obviously led with a fantastic man and um, it was special times but as I say I rounded off that season we get married to Lorraine as well so it was perfect mentioning some of the the, the great names in football over the, the, the decades 
the Masters teams are out for Rangers and Celtic we'll tell you in the next hour they're playing at Brayhead Arena from the 8th of July Rangers are in there Celtic as well Man United and Liverpool so we've got the squads for in the Celtic team for example our own Simon Donnelly he's in there uh, Kelvin Wilson Joe Ledley who had a great career, of course, at Celtic uh, and down south as well. Uh, and for Rangers, Barry Ferguson, our own Barry, is the captain of the Rangers team. Lee McCulloch's in there. Um, Alan Hutton and uh, Michael Moles. Well, I think they're, yeah. they, look, they look quite strong, actually. Quite a lot of not, I was going to yeah. say they're not long finished, <laughs> most of them. Michael Moles yeah. was a terrific player. Obviously, a bad knee injury and probably put a stop to his career because yeah. he was an outstanding striker. There's no doubt of that. Okay, what do you think of Scotland tonight? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 after that victory last night in Armenia. Peter, it, it occurs to me, you know, I've just come back, but the season's still on when I flew in last night. It's it's too long. I think for the players, then surely these are too many games. Joe Rebo, for example, obviously not involved yesterday. He's played 70 games. He's the most, he's been the busiest player this season. Is it not too many games for players to be playing right into the middle of June and in the back training within, what, 10 days? Yes, well, we go back to when we played, Paul, you finished at the end of the season. You'd probably a couple of internationals. The yeah. cup final was always the last game of the season. Mm -hmm. Then, even before my time, it was the home internationals, which yeah. became the Rouse Cup or whatever. You had a couple of them, and then that was the season finished about a week later after the Scottish Cup final. So you were definitely finished by the end of May. Mm -hmm. You know, then you had about a six-week break, and then you went back into the start of July, actually, because it was only about the 6th of July we always used to come back. Nowadays, I, I go back to when Spain were really, really successful. Mm -hmm. Spain, the Spanish players seemingly played four years consistent because really? they got to the final. Barcelona were ex excellent at that particular time. Most of the Spanish team was the Barcelona players. But for four years, they played consistent because they got to the final. I think it was two Euros yeah. and maybe World two World Cups, Cups you know. And I think it was something like that. So we can't complain in one respect, but I definitely do think it's far too many games. I'd have loved it, the international still to be the same way they were many years ago when it was you played an international game one international game you were prepared for it you turned up the Sunday you trained by the Wednesday you played the game and you were away because I think then all the players were always available for every game I knew you when I asked that question I knew you gave me that look to say nah the players are fit if you're fit <laughs> if you're up for it you'd love to be playing football that's the thing isn't it absolutely yeah. you talk to any of the players after a couple of weeks they're out training anyway <laughs> they're out doing yep. want to play with the ball and get a feel of the ball again you know but I definitely do the intensity of the game, obviously you need your break. There is absolutely no doubt of that. And as I say, as it's a long slog, and especially, as you say, the disappointment at the weekend there would have been hanging over them. Then the travel to Armenia as well is not the easiest place in the world to get. We're talking about Scotland here. You know, there's a few guys not available last night. Yeah. And as I say, we had the same situation. Listen, we went to Kazakhstan. I go back to the Kazakhstan yeah. game. For instance, it was frozen cold. I don't know how many miles away it is. We trained inside, Paul. Yeah. You know, on half a sort of AstroTurf. That's what you were training on. This is international football. People don't realise it, but if you mention it, it becomes an excuse. That's right. But that's your preparation for a match. So I can imagine what these boys are going to, you know, as I say, it's a lot of time they're away, especially in the season, but I'm sure a lot of them would delighted when the final whistle went yesterday. Yep, 4-1 last night against Armenia. Here's the manager afterwards. Yeah, it was a tough game. We knew it would be a tough game. Uh, long travel, last game in a, a long run. A uh, long run of training, working, disappointments, we had to bounce back again and we managed to do that. So that, that that's good, but listen, we're not getting carried away. It's not been a great window for us. We we understand that. We didn't get the primary objective, which was to go to Qatar. Secondary objective was to make sure that when we got to September, we had a chance of being top of this group and we've managed to do that. And you mentioned some of the players who did so well, not least Stuart Armstrong. Every goal significant. So it was good for Stuart to get a couple. It was good for John to score again. He's had a little dry spell, but... 
his goal record is pretty good for his country, so he doesn't need to worry about that. It was more important for Shea, I think. Shea works tirelessly up front. Doesn't always get a lot of credit for the work that he does, but he gets plenty of credit inside our camp, and I was delighted for Shea to score. Can we start with Stuart Armstrong? What do you make of it? He's had so much talent, Dundee United, Celtic, Southampton, but not been a regular in the team, regular in the squad. What do you feel about his qualities? You've seen a lot of him in England. Yeah, I worked with him obviously with the national team as well. Very frustrating because I think he's got everything. Stuart should be really disappointed. He should be a starter consistently for Scotland. He should be a starter consistently for Southampton. So there's only one person I'm going through as his door, is him. Because he's got all the talent, he's got goals, He's fit as a flea, you know, he can go up and down the pitch. He's a modern-day midfielder, especially the way they play now, with that third man in there. So he can run. He's great at that third man. Even last night, he got a few times in the box without getting seen. For by the goals he scored, you know. So for me, he's an underachiever. That's what I believe in myself, because he, he should be a, a definite starter for Scotland constantly. And why? What do you think that is? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I can't question his mentality. I haven't, I haven't worked with him long enough or at any particular time. I was only there for a small period with him. But I know his talent's there. I watched him with Celtic at the period of time. But there's no way for that type, a modern-day footballer who can get in the box and score goals, and he's always done that, you know. He's got great technique, you know. He's, he's not the best against the ball. That's people run off him. because it's a bit lazy that way. And that's, people say, it looks as if there's a, he's running down a hill when he's trying to run back. But it looks as if he's running uh, up a hill when he's going the opposite way. And he's, he's fantastic, you know. He's got all the attributes for that position. And he's a goal scorer at the end of it. And especially if you play with that extra midfield player, you know, it gets you goals with that energy and his talent because he's got great technique with either foot. He should be disappointed he doesn't start every game for Scotland. Well, he doubled his goals last night for Scotland, didn't he? His two goals took him to four. What about Shea? In fact, it could have been three because he could have, if Shea Adams had laid it off to him. But what about that goal from Adams? Delighted for him, you know, because he's worked so hard. I mean, Big Alec tried to get him in at first and he still had thought he'd hopes going to England, uh, to be involved with England at the time when he was at Birmingham. So we knew all his, his, his strengths and his qualities because we'd watched him closely but just couldn't get over the line. But then he managed to decide to come to Scotland, which was great. And I think he worked ever so hard, but people will always tell you, strikers are predominantly judged on the goals they score. You know, and it was great for him. And to be fair, it had been easy for him to pass it last night. You know, and the opportunity to attain and finished it exceptionally well. I was pleased he was good because strikers have to be greedy. But probably it had been easy for passing it for him because he's not scored in so many games. That would have been an easy choice for him. So I was delighted to attain on himself and delighted that he got the goal. It's Peter Grant, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors as the sun is out at last summertime in Glasgow. It's been rubbish, hasn't it, Peter? <laughs> That's just a bit me yeah. know what Scottish summertime's like. Yeah. <laughs> We're used to that over the years. We sure are. A few other headlines. We're going to go back to Steve Clark in a moment or two. But what about Dundee United? So Tam Kurtz, I, I, I heard the headline when I tuned into the Go Radio News the other morning. He's off, and it looks as though it could be Honvid of Hungary, but it's not yet for sure. They thought it would be Croatia. But Tam Coates, what a job. This time last year, we didn't know an awful lot about him. I know you would know him in the game, but uh, 40 years old, took them top six, European football, but he's leaving a premiership club. I always remember Steve Bruce saying, you never had a moving target. Mm. And maybe Tam realises football's so fickle, especially in the modern day. You know, you can be successful today, starts the season, next season doesn't start particularly well when you can be out the door. So he's probably got an opportunity to go abroad, uh, which we've always said about our coaches not doing that, you know. And I think it, if, if it was foreign coaches doing the same thing, we wouldn't question it. But because it's a young Scotsman doing the same thing, you would maybe say, well, why is he doing this? Mm. Uh, listen, he's done a fantastic job. He's, and he's, listen, he's spreading his wings. He's going to learn. You know, 
Soon, soon know if it's the right choice. He's done exceptionally well at Dun United, but he's he'd been in the background of putting things together for a long time, you know. So he, he knows the game. Now it's just a matter of going across because, yeah, again, we talk about learning foreign languages, mm -hmm. getting across to the players. So it'll be interesting to see how he does, but he's made that right call, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how he takes over. On languages, he's from Fife, so he's got a head start, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom, they've got their own language there. Well, exactly, yeah. you know. So yeah. at the end of the day, I'm sure he's worked exceptionally hard at it. And as you say, there's been a couple of, it was Rijeka, wasn't it? Never yeah. talked about Hornved. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously somebody working over there that has been working, watching him closely, an agent. And obviously get an opportunity. What Hornved, we played against him, if you remember Paul. I do remember Europe. you did. Yeah. yeah. That was a, yeah. that was one of the best laughs I've ever had. <laughs> Why, what happened? I said to James, they were a big, big side. Yeah. After the first minute, I remember when they build up to the game, big yeah. Billy, God rest him, yeah. says says Big Mike McCarthy was playing at the back and he says, Absolutely no pace. Get up to the halfway line, squeeze up to the halfway line. They cannot run. The first ball went over Mick's head and the boy went away. Honestly, it was Usain Bolt. Well, you should have heard Mick shouting off to the bench. Oh, I thought Mick was going to go off and punch the manager. Oh, I swear to God. No effort. He's shouting at the bench. You know, we drew 1-1 one, one in Hornbeck. Yeah. But oh, it was one of the funniest sights I've ever seen in the first 30 seconds. You know, big Mick squealed at the bench. But um, but that was my memory of Hornbeck. So it might be Tam Coach. Who's going to be the manager in Tannadice Street at the start of the season then? Is it going to be Jack Ross? I mean, He's been mentioned for so many clubs. It feels to me as though he needs to take one of them soon. He's been away since, what, November when uh, he was ousted at Hibs. Yeah, well, it's a great opportunity for him. I thought they made the wrong choice at Hibs, to be perfectly honest with you. I think think that as well. Yeah, I, I, I have absolutely no doubt what he'd done with them, you know. And as I say, it's it's funny. You don't realise what you've got to get rid of it. People say it all the time, but we still do it. But I think he'd done exceptionally well there. He's got an opportunity. I believe that's who they must have if they've let Tam go. I think they must have somebody already up their sleeve in that respect. And Tony Ashgar's already mm -hmm. saying that. And probably at the forefront of that would be Jack with a similar size of club than Hibs mm -hmm. Dundee United. If you can get that going there, they're in Europe. You know, that's a great pull for him. But he was getting mentioned with Dundee last week. I didn't see him taking the Dundee job. I must admit, I didn't see Jack taking the... I thought he would wait either in the Premiership here or another one down south because I just felt as if he's, well, I've done that, I've earned that, if I again somewhere lower than that again, and it's not successful, and you've not got all the money or the finance to bring in your own players, and you've got to try and build it slightly different, you know, um, going to Dun United, I think he's got an opportunity, you know, and I think that'd be a really good call for them. Jack Ross, so yes. we'll, we'll look out for that if he... What about yourself, Peter? Would you... Listen, you football. Know, I've been listen, in management at West I love, I keep saying the game. People say, are you taking a sabbatical? No. no. You know, I, I love the game. I love being involved in the game. Yeah. I, I talk to anybody about anything mm -hmm. about football. I've always said it. I like talking about it. I like being involved in it. And I'd love an opportunity to work in football, of course. But listen, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm not one of these guys that's sitting back saying, oh, I'm taking a rest and I'm waiting for the right thing yeah. to come up. Absolutely not. You know, I hate the morning. So I, I'd definitely love to be involved in football for sure. Jim McIntyre is the new Cove Rangers boss. I see Paul Hartley. He went to Hartlepool while, uh, while I was I'm away. Delighted for yep. Jim because Jim's been out for a long time, he maybe has, three, four he? years. Yeah. Uh, Jim's been out. And Jim is a teammate of mine at Reading. Um, ah, right. So wow. he, he was a fantastic boy yeah. as well, real good guy, looked after himself, loved mm -hmm. the football, you know, worked really, really hard at his football. Tommy signed him, Tommy, God rest him, Tommy Burns signed him down there at the same time as me and Jimmy Mack. Um, so he's a real good guy and a right top professional. I'd be delighted for him because, as I say, I know he's always been keen to get back in. Yep. Motherwell are going to play either Ballatown of Wales or Sligo Rovers from the Republic of Ireland in the Conference League qualifying and we'll have uh, the full draw for next season for the Premiership on Friday so that's something to look forward to as well we're beginning to look in into next season some of the other headlines Aaron Hickey granted a Bologna exit he's given an £18 million price tag amid Arsenal interest it be interesting because 
what what's Aaron? Is he a right back, left yeah, back? Yeah. Is, you know, wing back? We mm-hmm. don't know really yet. You know, I mean, I'm looking at Arsenal. I think is that not uh, a good thing? Of course, it's great for Scotland if these boys mm-hmm. are going to be playing. But I think it's important to keep playing. You know, I look at him. I forget mention me like say Arsenal. I think there's a Japanese boy or the Chinese boy, mm-hmm. um, international that plays at right back for them. And as I say, he's very a good player I think mm-hmm. you know I think he's a top top international player so Aaron would have to be careful that he's not going to get lost good especially point. beginning yeah. just getting into the Scotland scene I would rather he stayed somewhere he's going to play and not a lot of fo- f- uh, fo- uh, people or clubs will play £18 million pound at this moment in time because they've probably not seen enough of him That's a great point Traps on sport are in the race for Borna Barisic you do feel it's time for him to go isn't it that uh, Barisic who did so well for Rangers the year before or maybe not you well, think Well it'll be interesting yeah. because you don't know the situation with Bassi. You yeah. know, mm. you have to be very, very careful, you know, because you don't want to lose. And people say it's all right losing people, you know, if you're getting big money for them, for sure, but you've got to have your replacement. And unless Rangers have got the replacement in mind or Bassi staying, you know, that could be the situation for them. You know, they, they maybe use the loan system again, obviously with Stephen Gerrard down at Villa. That maybe helped them out with certain guys down there with the connection they have. You know, so there's all these situations arise, but I think you've got to be careful. Unless Rangers know what they've got coming in, they have to be careful that they don't let too many guys go. It's a great point because Calvin Bassey arguably ended up the season as Rangers' most valuable asset. Would you say? Probably one of Scotland's. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you know, Celtic teams are full of them because of what they've done obviously throughout the season. But he, he it took a... you 19 minutes to mention your old club have won the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Rangers were exceptional in Europe. You know, they're exceptional and done tremendously well. And the boy stood out like a sore thumb, as I said to you. I thought he should have been player of the year, remember? Mm, I said to him months before yeah. it happened. And I, I, people started to see his performances. Mm. But I remember, obviously, with Dunfermline. Yep. As I said to his first sure. game, was probably against us because Stephen never really played him that often. So Gio uh, Van Bronckhurst has got to take great credit. He moved him different positions. He played him as wing-back, mm. left-back and left-centre-back and he played them all exceptionally well. So great credit to the manager also. Rangers reportedly in contract talks with Alfredo Morelos. So much loved by the Rangers fans. Missed so much of the this part of the year and the late part of the season. If spots and maybes, you know, if he'd been available. But it's that time of the summer, year after you people have said, oh, Morelos will probably go. What do you well, think? I must admit, last year was probably for me that was probably his best. Because for me, before that, I thought it was a bigger hindrance to Rangers, you know, more than a help. Did you? Because oh, of the, absolutely, the, the, everything. The yellow I cards, well, the red cards. I, I didn't think he'd done enough. Yeah. I really didn't. But Stephen Jarrett did well with him, didn't he? Yeah, to get him to do more. He did, but it's still not enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, as I say, in big games, he would let himself down. You know, at moments, and they hadn't scored in a Rangers Celtic match for a long period of time. I ended up getting wonder or something like you know. So all these yeah. things. But then when it came to the, the big games where he needed them at his most, he was either suspended mm-hmm. or he was getting sent off. And people used to say to me, Hammer Defoe, would you play? I told you, hands down, it would have been always Defoe. Mm-hmm. You know, because you give the same chance to Defoe as you did give Morelos, and it was always Defoe for me. And I didn't think he'd done enough. But last year, great credit. I thought in Europe that some of his performances in Europe were excellent. Much more unselfish, wasn't he? If you were the manager of Rangers, though, would you be saying, right, let's try and move him on? As I can tell you that... Uh, Jack Ross is in advanced talks now with Dundee United uh, for no the job. Either. Back to Morelos, would you sell him if you got, what, 12 million? I would sell him if I know what I've got coming. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. I'd look at I'd look at it and think, if, I'd, if I've got somebody in mind out there that I think is a better player than him, and I think that's what you have to do now, especially in Scotland, Celtic or Rangers, the, the big mm-hmm. clubs here, because you have to be looking beyond, because anybody that does well for you, they're always going to be looking at them, there's always clubs going to come and surprise you, and offer you more money than they're going to get. 
you know, elsewhere, even in Scotland. So I would definitely think they've always looking to replace him because how many years is it now? Morelis has been here and they've always been talking about him going. Of course. You know, so there's at one period they're going and maybe Gio thinks, well, I can get a better player for it because, listen, let's be honest, he knows the game, he knows a lot of players in Europe and he maybe think there's somebody out there maybe suit the way his style is going to suit Rangers. Who were the successes for Scotland last night in the 4-1 win? We'll ask Peter Grant next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. 5.25, Paul Cooney and the former Celtic and Scotland star Peter Grant is with us, ex-West Ham, Norwich. <laughs> Am I going through this litany? Unfortunately, the exes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's next for Peter? Uh, on a day when we're looking back at Scotland's last game of we the season. for yeah. a job. <laughs> uh, Scotland winning 4-1 last night against Armenia. And Steve Clark has been speaking about an important win. It was important because I don't want to spend all summer moping about I will, because that's that's just my nature. I'll, I'll be looking at the games, I'll be looking at what we did wrong and we'll, we'll try to put it right so that we can have a good September camp. Team showed uh, real resilience because they've taken a bit of a battering. They've not been great the last couple of weeks. For me, the, the character of this group of players is never in question. Sometimes they don't play to their best, but that happens in football. And unfortunately, it's happened for us twice in a short space of time. But they showed resilience and a character and it would have been easy to fall tonight, but they didn't. They dug in. And eventually we got a grip of the game, started making some chances, got the 1-1. We're looking like a much more composed side towards the end of the first half. And obviously the red card changes the changes the dynamic of the game. But then you have to capitalise on it, and we did that. Were you worried early on in the game when we went a goal down, Peter? Yes, I was, because it's not great after the weekend that we had. Mm. And I always think, and it's nice to hear Steve talking about it, I still think we've got to be better with the ball. You know, I, I genuinely, I've said it for years and years, when you go to the next level, I watched Hungary last night, we can make all the excuses in the book we want, we have to be better with the ball, mm -hmm. we've all got players playing at the, the so-called highest level, yeah. but you've got to be able to handle the ball, and I've seen Hungary, I, I taped the Hungary game, watched that late on last night after it, because obviously beating England, and I thought they were excellent with the ball, and if you remember, that was one of you, that manager's first game was against us, when we beat, he went over, and we beat them 1-0, yep. and that was his first game, but you could just tense the way he was trying to get his team to play, and give them that belief, and over the period of time they've done that, and they've had a great uh, period here, mm. during this month here, you know what I mean, they've, they're sitting top of that league, if I'm thinking hungry, and I believe the players we have, have got to be able to handle that ball better and show a bit more composure and having trust. I mean, we mentioned Stuart Armstrong, who had a brilliant game. Uh, we've got John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Billy Gilmer. I mean, these are players who are comfortable in the ball. Yeah, as I said, the biggest problem I feel is when somebody's rushed us, we get back, I don't know, a default setting. Mm -hmm. and we go longer, we, we get mixed up what we're doing and I just don't think we do it quick enough and it's maybe, people talk about pockets and whatever, we're talking about dropping inside and playing in the space and working off other players and people will always tell you the best players always see the other players they're not watching the ball they're not watching this they're seeing the movement of their players and I just think we have to get much much better at that and I know I've always got an argument at international level because some of their teams play completely different so I understand that their, their job they're uh, doing for their club they're expected to do the X, Y and Z when they come to a national team you're trying thinking well this is what he's good at and you're trying to build your team around that and then if you pick somebody else, well why is he playing? Yeah. well because he's playing because he's playing the system that we play suits him better than it suits him and some, and it's not down to the better player that's just that he suits the system better than somebody else does and the system last night what did you meet Jack Henry took a, a bit of criticism he was at fault in the Armenian goal but he also had, uh, he had a great tackle then uh, later on could have been worse Grant Hanley the tough night I, I like Jack 
Yeah. I must admit, I really like Jack. I think he's a young player. I think he's got all the tools. Sometimes you feel as if you look at him, you can give him a shake, go and be more aggressive, yeah. you know, when he's passing, pass it quicker. Because he definitely has all the tools to play international football. We played Portugal, and it tells you, we played Portugal at Hamden, and it was nil-nil. I said to him prior to the game, listen, when you step out with the ball, step out with it, carry it in. Mm. When you get there, make your pass early. I said, because if you don't, you give the ball away, they'll hit you with one pass and kill you. Sure as fate, right on half time, steps out, takes an extra touch, tries to be clever, gives the ball away, bang, 1 0 right on half time. And I said, and he's come in. And I said, but that's what you've got to learn. You see him done it with Celtic, they'd make the odd mistake. You see it last week, he lost his man at the, the, the goal. But he's got all the tools to be a mm -hmm. player, you know. And I know people keep saying, but he's not. You look at Grant Hanley. So can he learn in this? Yes, yeah. yes. But you look at Grant Hanley, slightly different. Yeah. I don't think Grant suits a back three for one reason. If he's playing on the right hand side of it, he prefers a right back outside him yeah. to be playing as a defender. He doesn't want to be playing the channel. And I would I would be the exact same. Paul, I get put back to right back with Big Billy a couple of times when somebody went off injured or he started me there a couple of times. And I felt like a fish out of water. I know people will say I was the same no, in the middle of the pitch. But definitely at right back, I just yeah. thought I was 100 miles away from where I was comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't like people running at me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was more mm -hmm. aggressive going sure. against people. It was completely yeah. different. So I've got sympathy with him that way. You know, and it probably, for me, he doesn't want to be that right-hand side. I think the likes of Henry, you know, I think McKenna's done well in this mm -hmm. period. You know, and I'm, I'm pleased for him yeah. because we mm -hmm. brought him at the 21s at the time. I'm really pleased for Scott. But you've got Kieran hopefully going to come back. You know, you've got John Souter. It'll be interesting to see how he goes and does uh, so well at Rangers because he's got all the tools as well. Greg Taylor did well. I, I thought he'd done really mm. well last night. You know, as I said, I remember we beat Brazil, Scott, remember the 20s yeah. in Toulon, yeah. and Greg scored a great goal. And I was really impressed with him in that tournament. Mm. And he was at Kilmarnock at that particular mm -hmm. time. You know, I know he gets a lot of criticism, you know, for people say about Celtic, but every time I seen him with Celtic last year, I thought he'd done exceptionally well, you know. So I was really pleased for him last night. Nathan Patterson. Nathan's one of these guys, yeah, again, has to keep playing. Mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a few injury he's problems. He's not playing enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the biggest problem. You know, and if you're not playing enough, I don't care what level you're going to go. It's not easy to jump in because I think Steve hits, hits it in the head there. He, every team you play against, you know you're in a game. They'll end up being easy if you do your job right and you get the goals. It always looks easy. They get two players sent off, whatever. But... Greg Gordon's did a great save did a couple of uh, mistakes we made at the back against better sides you'll get punished and it happens but all international football you're always going to get a question asked off you and I think the likes of Nathan and that have got to have their game legs and that's why we're talking about Hickey he's mm -hmm. got to make sure he doesn't go down the same route that it goes somewhere that he doesn't end up playing games of football because then it come with your national team or Steve will end up no selecting them and then they get further away again and then when they're brought in you're always saying right how's he going to do and then they get one opportunity or oh, didn't he play well Peter Grant on the Go Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney and with Macklin Motors, the summer edition. We've only got uh, an hour, half an hour in already. We're just looking at Scotland 4-1 last night. It's huge for us though, isn't it, to finish that period. I mean, as a football manager and coach, Peter, you heard the manager saying it himself. That was an important win because I can, you know, and the players as well, get some rest now. Then it's next season and in September we're into the next three games as well. But psychologically, what would that do for us last night? Massive. I mean, as I said last week, the Ireland game mm. became massive. That didn't work for us, you know. Then the Armenia game, that just became bigger and bigger as a few days went on. You know, and then when you go 1-0 down, that's why I'm saying great credit to them. They can bounce them back, especially because there have been a lot of changes in it, mm. you know, the, the, the team. So great credit to them for bouncing back and getting the result they did and thoroughly deserved it. I mean, I mean yeah. obviously they lost mm. two players and it's obviously makes it a lot more easier. 
But um, it's a massive one, and Stevie's right. If he'd have been in there and even got a draw at that particular game, there'd have been a lot of questions asked, yep. you know, for the, right up to the September game. And it would all been negative in the build-up, even no matter how well the boys were playing with their clubs. Everything would have been negative going into that next camp. For all the press outside, he played that particular game. It's gone up in the three games in that period. They're massive Oof. games. Well, the <laughs> Irish who gave us a doing on Saturday night, but they did as a favour last night. 1-1 with Ukraine in Poland. Absolutely. And that's the way that it's, it works for you sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, but people always say it's always great to get the results yourself. So Stevie's right, he can go away, he'll look over the games for, his past, for this past window that they've been together, he'll look how what players suit it, and then you've got to go into September, you've all the plans in your mind, all the players that you your mind who you think you're going to take, but then you've got a hell of a lot of games between now and then, yeah. you know, when the players get back in again, so you've got to hope you're not getting injuries, your other guys hopefully come to the four other clubs or whatever you've not seen, and you maybe see some guys maybe playing, some of them maybe, like a Hanley, who knows if he's going to still be party because he's obviously the relegation. Is he going to continue getting a little bit older? He's a few injuries this season. Is he going to continue to play? Maybe think, oh, I've had enough now because oh, it's obviously a little bit in the legs now, the travelling, the 10 days, the two or three games in that period. It's always a little bit tougher the older you get. I'll tell you who came on his first cap and the manager praised him, the former Motherwell man, Alan Campbell. Yeah, he's done well. Good, like his attitude, like his, like his desire to play for his country. He's a great character. I'm just disappointed that he didn't score a goal because he had a great chance. A terrific move, great ball from Stuart to set him up and he just didn't get his shot away quick enough. But nice nice to be able to get Alan on the pitch and get his first cap. What about that moment when he could have scored? Yeah, no, I, I disagree with Stevie because I thought it was a bad ball back for Stuart. Stuart put it behind him as young Alan's I, run yeah. and it's, he's got to try and get back to it, you know. But he's a terrific young kid. As I said, we had him with the, the 21s mm-hmm. and whatever. Fantastic professional. Works really, really hard at his game. Done exceptionally well at Luton, you know. So he had a fantastic season down there. So you're pleased for these guys to get the opportunity. And obviously showed a great desire to get there when you get the call up. Billy Gilmer. So the good news. Bad news for Rangers fans is he, well, he probably won't come in loan. Although he's sending a new deal at Chelsea. Maybe Chelsea will put him out on loan. What did you think of Billy Gilmer last night? I think he's a right talented player, you know, I think he can see pictures, you know, but as I say, Billy for me is the sort of guy, he can play with Chelsea, mm-hmm. but he may struggle elsewhere. Because Why? every time he, see, he can see a pass, he can pick it. Mm-hmm. He can see the players, if players are in the spaces, he will find them. But when you're playing with so-called lesser players, not of that quality, some of them are not in the areas of the pitch. And I've said that about Scotland. I think sometimes we're, I don't mean they're not set up rigid, but they don't come in off the lines where all these Chelsea boys pop in in wee spaces and the mounts not behind the lines. Because people talk about him losing possession when he got caught when the boys scored on Saturday for Ireland. But nobody spoke about the, the one pass Scotland made in that full game was Billy Gilmer's pass. It was a, a rakery of pass between to break the lines. And I think it was John McGinn that got clear and had a bad touch. And we had a 3v2. And if John does the right thing, we're in. But it was the one pass we had in that full game that came from Billy Gilmer. As I say, yeah, again, typical Scots. We all remember the thing he'd done poorly in the game. Yeah. But his pass was outstanding. He was probably the only player, probably out with Callum McGregor, you know, to have seen that pass. You mentioned him. John McGinn, captain for the night. He's been amazing for Scotland. Um, the goals had dried up a little bit recently, but he got the goal uh, last night. What did you think of John's performance? John's one of these guys... For 95 minutes, he'll drive himself yeah. on, drive his teammates on. He'll not be wanting to rest. He was one of these guys that was great even when you were away in the international. As I say, they used to turn up on the Sunday, but your first training session together wouldn't be the Wednesday. John would be wanting to train mm-hmm. on the Monday, you know what I mean? Can I train, you know, sort of thing. And you had to be careful with him. John, I always think John's better with the game in front of him. 
you know, he's not. I don't think he's a receiver of the ball with a back to it. So that's why I would play at me the side a little bit. So when he's coming in on his left foot, because he can hit the ball at a bomb, he can switch the play well. You know, he can drive with the ball. But as I say, not in that ten position. Not for me. That's not for me because I think he's better, as I say, coming on to the game than he is. You know, actually with the game behind him. Player of the year, Callum McGregor. Consistency. I just think he's a top quality player. You know, yet again, I think the biggest thing for Callum was the disappointment of the year prior with Celtic mm. for the full group and the disappointment uh, not winning 10 for him. Been part of it all year off all that time. But then he be handed the captaincy. It was going to be a massive season for him because he's not a Scott Brown in the respect to a ranter and a raver and a shouter and want to tell everybody how strong he is for by Scott's talent but that was a different type of captaincy Callum was more of a Paul type Paul McStay mm -hmm. than, than a Roy Aiken you know uh, I was very fortunate enough but Paul was more a, a quieter type so you'd probably say Callum was more like that type of captain you know see there's people do it differently and I think he's done it tremendously well especially for the group now because remember in their time predominantly 90% of them we're all Scottish. Indeed. So you know mm. their personality. We'd be fighting going in the tunnel with each other. You know what I mean? And then you get in the dressing room and you'd be cut, kissing and cuddling yeah, yeah. each other. All right, okay. Who gave you fighting. the biggest doing in the tunnel? You're not going to... Oh, Roy Aiken. No, 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 maybe no. you gave him. No, we used to no. have fistikoffs, me TB, me Did Mick you? McCarthy. You oh, oh, yeah, everybody. Big, big, oh, yeah. big Mick, oh, Big Mick. But you used oh. to punch him and run, run. You know, it was one of the ones. You know, because I knew I could get away from him. I wasn't the quickest, but I knew I could get away from him. Callum McGregor, 29 yesterday. So it's been quite a season for him. Incredible, but you know, you think he's 29. I watched him at Notts County when he came in loan. Uh, to Notts County uh, when I was down south and I used to love watching them. I thought he'd done really well and some tells you that at times that tells you enough about their character mm -hmm. they go there yeah, it'd, easy, it'd be easy for a Celtic yeah. player to go there and think I'm Celtic mother, yeah. but that kid mm -hmm. then went there at that particular time and done exceptionally well you know and as I say I know his teammate was who? Jack Grealish oh yeah was it yeah, yeah. my goodness yeah. yeah that's who was there that Mark Fotheringham was there as well yeah Mark was there you're an encyclopedia of football, James. We could do a programme over the summer with Peter Grant. Ask him. It's like mastermind. Right? Let's try and come up with somebody you didn't play alongside. It's phenomenal. So, yeah, Callum McGregor and uh, Shea Adams. We talked about him earlier on. Hugely important for him to get a goal. You know, I mean, England have got a problem as well. You know, if they don't have Harry Kane, you know, they ain't got a scorer at the moment. But for us, for Scotland, it was great to see Shea Adams finally get a goal because he hadn't scored uh, for his club either since February. No, I was delighted for him because it's a real difficult shift for Scotland. Mm -hmm. And that's why yeah. I'm saying Alexis Stewart and Adam, uh, Armstrong should be in there. They, they play their club football together and the two of them do very well together. But that's why I, sometimes you could wring Stewart's neck because you think, what the hell, nobody mm -hmm. should be in that team before you should be the first name in the team sheet. But it also helps your strikers because there's nothing better when you've got a midfielder running by. The defence has got to back off and it creates space for your strikers. You know, sort of thing. But... I can see why Stevie kept him on. People were questioning why, you know, he stayed on for the full 90 against Ireland and whatever. And I, I'm very much like that. I like the strikers to be on the pitch because then, if, as I say, if it goes 50 minutes and they're 10 off, people will start saying, oh, it's 10 games without a goal. But when you look at the minutes, it's probably three games because that's the amount of minutes he spent on the football pitch. It's not mm -hmm. 10 games, it's three games if you take the minutes. And I'm a great believer in keeping your strikers on to try and get them goals, especially if they're working as hard as he does. He's always available. And I think sometimes the midfield's not looked up quick enough and made that forward pass. He's made great movement. As I say, the one John got the other day there, yeah. Shabe is in. But because John's miscontrolled it, the ball's been given away, Shabe is clear in. And they're opportunities that... As a striker, I know I'd be fuming because you're thinking, well, there's my chance to score. You were never a striker. Absolutely. I was. <laughs> hey, I was signed with Celtic. We signed as a striker. Yeah. Scored the hat-trick in the cup final, Paul. Signed with John Clark, was the one that signed us, hey. uh, acknowledged us to go to Celtic. Never played striker again. 
Seriously? Three finals as striker, three goals, two goals, four goals, and three finals. And signed as a striker and never played striker again in my life. Well, John Clark will be listening in because I bumped into him. Oh, fantastic. Uh, just man. the other week, fantastic just before man. I went away. So it was amazing to see Lisbon Lion. Yeah, fantastic guy. And final word of the team just now Craig Gordon. Ever present, really, isn't he, for the manager? Um, absolutely loves him. Did okay last night? Exceptional save you had. Yeah, I did. He's going to let them back in. And I always yep. said that top goalkeepers, mm. and it used to be top Andy Gorham and, mm. you know, Chris Woods, you know, Pat Bonner at Celtic was, they always had a moment that they make a save. Joe Hart this season Oof. with Celtic, yeah. always had a moment to make a big save. Craig and Dante do the other night there, bang, makes a great save. And they are the things that the top quality goalkeepers do. So you mentioned the keepers. We're going to speak about Alan McGregor, talk about Rangers for next season, talk about Celtic, focusing on uh, the big two, and uh, also a few other headlines coming up. That's coming up after the traffic is coming just after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Chris, back the traffic and travel tomorrow morning with Crofty and Grado from six in the morning. We're with somebody who's an early riser, Peter Grant. He doesn't realise in the last section you talked about yesterday, your wedding anniversary, and you said, yeah, I watched the Scotland game, then I watched the highlights. Yeah. It's your anniversary night. And Lorraine knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to see the football, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we'll wake up for it, go somewhere at the weekend or something. <laughs> Eat, sleep and dream about football. Go Radio, listen, thanks to everyone who's made the switch in the last couple of years since we came on here. It's almost two years now, the Go Radio Football Show for everyone who's been downloading listening to the podcast listening live can't thank you enough we really appreciate we've got the five o'clock start for the Go Radio Football Show and we're with you all the way through the summer and into the new season as well which we can't wait to see headlines well from last night uh, Scotland a 4-1 win against Armenia so the table looks like this as the season ends for Scotland yet we didn't make it to the World Cup and the manager said that he said that's the big disappointment we didn't achieve what we wanted we failed to get to the World Cup we had a really bad performance in Dublin but he's proud of the way the players fought back last night in what was a tough game the table has Ukraine after the three games on seven points Scotland on six Ireland on four and Armenia on three and of course we'll get the double header uh, against Ukraine in September and uh, also a game with Ireland here at Hamden Park were you You'd be, well, everyone was disappointed. Ireland hadn't won at home for four years, Peter. Why did it have to be us? I just think the big disappointment was not down to the, the quality of the players, because you, you look at it, and they'd all used to play against each other, they know each other really, really well. But just on the day, we just didn't play well, Paul. And as I said to you, I keep going back to it, and people can say what they want. If we were under pressure, couldn't put, put it as simple as this. Even when we get a throw-in, mm -hmm. we gave possession away. You know, our set plays were awful. You know, and if the game's not going well for you, but you're passing, they have to be spot on, mm -hmm. and they just weren't. You know, and we, we kept turning possession over time after time after time, and at that level, you cannot do it. And a few times we do, and they do the basics. We say, "I'm a fan of Jack Henry." Mm -hmm. The first ball comes up, doesn't win his header. You know, you think, and it drops to them. All of a sudden, there's an opportunity. You know, that doesn't pick a man up at set play, lose a goal. Mm -hmm. You know, and the other wee details. Billy Gilmer gets mugged in the middle of the pitch yep. with three or four players round about him. You know, boy finished a fantastic strike. You know, they were playing with great confidence at that particular time, but these small details, you know, and that's what I'm talking about, that awareness, you know, he, he receiving possession was a straight pass into him and Billy gets get caught in possession as his body position right. Because against better teams, he'd be playing it first time round the corner. Mm -hmm. You know, as in if he's playing with Chelsea, because that's the opportunity, that, that's what I'm saying to you, because there's somebody there, he takes that extra touch, he gets mugged, 
balls in the back of your net and that will happen at the highest level against the best players Managers change so often so quickly things can change Peter uh, we know Steve Clark the job he's done overall and yet in the space of two weeks given that we didn't make it to the World Cup uh, we had that poor result that we just talked about the other night um, and some people were calling for his head is this a small number of people but because on social media it's uh, augmented it's exaggerated and but, do you think he did feel under pressure? As I said last week Paul the biggest thing is sometimes I would say the players have got to take responsibility. Mm. The manager puts him out and he's picked the best players. And if I said to you before the game, there's your team, I said the week prior, I'd have went with an extra midfield player. I get the, and they started with the two yep. strikers against Ukraine. So that's my opinion. Because I think the modern day game, you've got to, you can't be overrun. I think you were right. I bet you can't be overrun. No, so that, sure. that's an opinion he made. Yep. So Steve acknowledges that and his respect he's done that at half time to try and do that but the horse has already bolted as we spoke about so the decisions you can make so he sees them but as in a whole 99% of the players the supporters have picked the same players so at the end of the day they have to perform they have to defend better they have to have better quality on the ball as I say they have to have better delivery at their set plays you know they have to take care you have to want the ball when it's not going particularly well for you and it's easy we've all been there when it's not going particularly well that wee half yard doesn't become that wee half yard that becomes a wee bit oh I can't get it and it doesn't matter how much experience you have and we just didn't play with that fluidity but when we play well and the top the players are playing at their best they're more than capable and the sections we've been drew against because let's be honest the sections we're in the teams that are are equal at this moment in time that's probably where we are and that, that's no disrespect that's just where we are as a nation you know we're not in with the Frances and all that the Italy's sure. the Germany's not. we know that we're not there. but then yep. you, you look at Hungary that's when I get a little bit because I look at them but then you look at there where their players are playing and it gives you that wee bit but I'm talking about as a nation because they've all got to come and become a team and that's that pride you've got to have and uh, as I say that's the one thing I would say the criticism they got last week about not caring that I, I, I never ever by any that one, that. not, not yep. at all. Everybody everybody wants to do that. You know, the team who've won eight in the last ten, Scotland, and we've got the best record in UEFA competitions in international football, is Scotland. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know, but then people say, oh, but we never played this one, we never played that type of team. As soon as we come up against anything, it puts us under pressure, we look weak. And that's, that's fine. And obviously we tried to eradicate that, and mm. I spoke about it before, Many months ago, I said to you, that's why we thought playing better friendlies at the particular time before the Euro Nation. Remember, we played the Portugals and all that at that in Belgium. We got a bit of doing. Yep. But we felt as if it was to show the boys that if you do give possession away at that level, or you don't make the right body angles to receive, or you don't recover well enough in your position, you will be punished against the best players. And that's why we used to try and play against that level of uh, player. Because if you make mistakes, you will be punished. And we're pro that's proven to us over the last few weeks Can we look at Celtic and Rangers especially for the last five minutes or so although here's breaking news Hibs manager Lee Johnson has hailed the signing of Javier uh, Tavares Javier Tavares as a real coup after the winger completed a move from Benfica a four year deal Interesting because Scottish game I know Lee obviously yeah. we worked down in England for a long time so I know him well and as you say you've got to be careful mm -hmm. because these boys have got to come and settle you know you've signed them in a four year deal up in Scotland, the Hibs fans will be expecting him to be a superstar. Yeah. That's that's fact. That, that's right away because that's where you are now. You've got to say he's got to come in. And you see what happened to Sean. Sean was trying to build something there. You've tried to make him play a slightly different way. You don't get the time. You don't get the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so you these boys have got to hit the ground running, you know. And as I say, it's an interesting one. But as I say, if he's half as good as like say Jota and that's come in, then he's got an opportunity. <laughs> right on cue. What about Jota? I'm away for two weeks, I come back. Still locked in talks. The contract talks with Celtic. What's happening, Peter? Is he going to sign 
for Celtic. Well, just reading between the lines, it looks as if everything's done there. Just reading between the lines on it, I think it's just between Benfica and Celtic, you know, there must be sell-ons or whatever, because I'm sure if it's went this far, I'm sure the, the personal terms and all that will have already been agreed. The fee with Benfica but probably agreed. It's just the timing of it now, how it's going to work. Maybe the players want money to come out of Benfica. Mm. And there's these things like that, sometimes situations arise and it can cause you a problem which you never thought you were going to have. What season it was for your old team, Cameron Carter-Vickers, one of the big successes. Is he going to be there, all done and dusted for next season, do you think? Well, he's done. Paul, I don't know if you read that. You're yep. He's done four-year four yep. contract, you know, and done exceptionally well. I thought him and Starfield done exceptionally well. But as I say, I, now the, the timing's going to be... I still think we'll need another one. I think we still mm -hmm. need another centre-back. I think it was proven in the European games. You know, you maybe have to change and adjust your system mm -hmm. at times. I, I, I wouldn't say top quality opposition you're talking about Bodo Glimp who were mm -hmm. decent gave us a doing you know and we have to learn from that and the that league was one of Celtic's poorest or two yeah, of the poorest performances exactly and that's what I'm saying that was a disappointment for me because we didn't seem to learn for the first game to play in the second game and I think teams know you if they're quick enough and they've got good enough players they can punish you if you're not doing your job right and I just feel as if we, we I always feel when you're being champions, whatever, you've got to bring in mm -hmm. two or three players who excite the dressing room and excite the training pitch. So you look out for some more signs. Yes. And what about Rangers? Um, at the season at the end, they won the Cup, Scottish Cup uh, for GVB and the Rangers fans, what, 100,000 in Seville but didn't actually win it but they went all the way to European final. You mentioned Calvin Bassey. Do you think they'll hold on to Arebo, for example, Ryan Kent? I would love them to hold on to them all. I must admit, and I mean that because it means Scottish football's stronger as well. Mm -hmm. That's why I like Celtic and that to hold on to their players but add to it because I think it's great for the Scottish. I mean, last season, you were going to the League Cup, you know, Celtic won yep. it. Then Rangers got obviously mm -hmm. the Scottish Cup. You know, you have Celtic won in the league, snap top. And it was great excitement getting into all the games. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a Celtic man, so I want Celtic to go and win it by January. <laughs> so I'm not going to change that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you want the best players and you want players not just to be coming here for a season and then going away so that's why I'd be delighted like say Jota and that re-sign and then add quality to it because you're hoping that if these boys decide to stay that there's more guys going to come and join them and make the league even better A couple of quick ones then Alan McGregor is he going to re-sign do you think for the new season? I would Rangers? definitely if he's fit enough to sign because I know he's had these injury problems mm -hmm. I would definitely re-sign him I like John McLaughlin he's done exceptionally well and as I said to you before it's good that I've got the likes of Steve Davis and that re-signing because I think that's important for them I think if you've got good experienced players top quality professionals that like you want to keep them around about your group because they can learn new signings a hell of a lot and because if there's going to be a change of the guard with a lot of different positions they have to make sure they've got guys who know what it's all about and the new manager of Dundee United you expected to be Jack Ross Jack Ross yeah advanced talks going on and uh you think he'll do well at United? Tam yeah. Court's great job. Yeah, done yeah. a great job. You know, it's done an exceptional job, actually, mm. um, because you've got to say to yourself, we're done United were a couple of years ago in the Championship and whatever. All of a sudden, they come up. People questioned it last year, were disappointed when he got the job. You know, nobody knew him in the respect of that. But, as I say, delighted for Jack that he's back in. And I, I like seeing guys getting back in. I'm, I'm glad it's a Scotsman as well. Right, can I give you the teams for the Masters? Right, here's the Rangers team. Roy Carroll and goals. Rubbish, I worked with him. <laughs> Carlos at West Ham <laughs> Carlos Quire and uh, Alan Hutton great boy fantastic there's, there's two of what we Alan Hutton what right. we have Barry Ferguson what we have Lee McCulloch Not what we got, Pedro Lee. Mendes and up front Michael Moles we mentioned and Chris Boyd as well Not what we strong guess. team though isn't it yeah. and what about the Celtic team then so Rab Douglas Rab still in goals oh, that on him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Wilson and Mark, Kelvin Wilson well, yeah. went to Nottingham Forest Chris Commons in the middle of the park on the left Celtic, yes. Joe Ledley and Stillian Petrov 
good football side there. Delighted mm. to see Stillings fit enough. With, as I say, was fortunate enough worked with him at Villa uh, when he turned not well, unfortunately, during that period. So to see him coming back and being able to play oh, in fives is fantastic. One of the amazing comebacks, Absolutely. isn't it? And Simon Donnelly, our own Simon, who will be on on Friday He'll night still here. still look as young. And Carlton Cole. Carlton yeah. Cole, big Cole. He worked with West Ham. Him. Yeah. He was at West Ham with us, you know. So a fantastic boy. Great enthusiasm. And he'll keep the dressing room going, that's for sure. Peter, that's us out of time. Thanks very much. Will you come back next week? A pleasure, Paul. And tomorrow night, a man who broke your heart in 2005, Scott McDonald, scoring the for, a few formidable <laughs> helicopter Sunday. Well, I don't remember that. <laughs> Peter, thanks so much. Yeah, pleasure. we'll be back tomorrow night along with Scott McDonald. I'll be back on Friday night with Simon Donnelly. Coming up after the news, it's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley We're bringing you everything Toyota Backed by first class service So come and meet the team And view the stunning new Toyota range All available with up to 10 year warranty Including the all new iGo Cross And new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians And specialist advice from our motability team Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now At Kennishead Road, Darnley The new name for Toyota in Glasgow